Cool stuff, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, should I have a good ho- out. Should I have a good holiday. No. Well, yes, but no. Uh, our plans got ruined by COVID. Oh no. Yeah. It's still it's it's still it's still a thing, huh? Well, so we would go to my girlfriend's families, like their her parents and. They, they like, go all out for Thanksgiving. It's, like, their thing. And there were going to be a lot of old people there. Yeah, and so you just didn't want to risk it. It Yeah, it was, like... And her dad's, like... He works in the medical industry. So, in a roundabout way. So, like, he was like, yeah, you shouldn't come, unfortunately. <laughs> so, we kind of just hung out for five days or whatever which was nice in its own way because we just crushed like tv shows and movies <laughs> and stuff <laughs> so we just like hung out and it was it was good at least yeah, made so, some... it sounds relaxing yeah she baked a lot and then we we took a stab at making donuts oh yeah which was uh that was really interesting um how'd they turn I out they, i think they turned out pretty good it was the first time i ever fried something like at home yeah you know, not working in a kitchen. Did you have like a fryer, or did you just do it in the just pan? Heat, heated up some oil in a pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. So it was still like good. It just wasn't like traditional. Yeah. I so. was on I was on midnights all week, and then I got off Friday morning, and we were hosting Saturday. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like I, my wife did most of the the work, so I don't want to lay claim to being the one that was like ready in the house up. But you were the host; you had to entertain. Yeah, yeah. So it was a rough two days, and then like someone stayed over too. So like Sunday morning, we still had people. Yeah, and then I had to go back to work Monday, daylight. Yeah, so. I just I'm, I haven't recovered yet from Thanksgiving, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I feel so old. Well, your schedule's insane. Yeah. So, I I feel old with a normal routine. So, I have a philosophical question for you. <laughs> All right. Do you think that life is dying in slow motion? Or are you getting stronger every day? <laughs> well, I think unless you like actively go out of your way to get stronger every day, no, you're dying every day. You don't think like you're building a knowledge base with all your experiences and oh, stronger mentally. You learned an instrument. I mean, you can take that to mean whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, I yeah well yes I you just gain wisdom in that's, however many different ways yes yeah so that could be getting stronger I became a dad this year that's like a that's a that's a little bit of a yeah level up don't you think I mean I'm not yeah. saying I'm a good dad but <laughs> yeah you could just because you had the kid doesn't mean you level <laughs> you leveled up you have to. Yeah, I be guess. an okay <laughs> parent too. <laughs> uh, well, by that logic, a lot of people would just automatically be at a higher tier, but they might be shitty parents. 
I like to think that I'm getting stronger every day, but I don't feel like it today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I guess, to answer the question in that regard, yes. Nice. But in terms of physical condition, even though I try to stay, like, kind of in shape, no way. Yeah. No way. It's it's astounding how what makes me tired, what causes me to feel sore the day after, whatever, as opposed to when I was 19. Young and feral? Yeah. Like, I picked the wrong age to start learning how to play drums. Yeah, I hear that. For, for sure. It, let me rephrase that. Learning how to play metal drums. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you just wanted to play, you know, rock or whatever fine but trying to do trying to do double bass pedal is like running in place <laughs> yeah for for you know however long i can't believe like my appreciation of live music especially metal is like a thousand times yeah. more than it already yeah. was yeah i mean there's a real there's a real thing professionals like that's a that's a yeah it's not a mis misnamed you know what i mean like, no, and and just like like just that part, like literally standing there, yeah, like athletes. I mean, obviously, but yeah. but but just just sitting there and like moving your. your I mean, feet you can go legs. down the line, try and try and sing music for four hours. At the, I know at the at the top of your lungs, like no. I way. know. I, ha- yeah. I have I have a job sometimes where I have to give briefings, like I have to. Yeah, like I talk sit a at lot. a desk and tell people, like. You can't go here. You can't go there. You should go here. And yeah. twelve, I do for twelve hours, and it's like I will be hoarse in, yeah. after one day of that. And like I'm not even projecting. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. it's just talking. So <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story is life is pain. Yeah. But we at least have video games to lighten the way. We're thankful for them. Yes. Look at, that, look at that segue. That was good. Yeah. You, yes. you must you must be you must have a lot of hours podcasting. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I should I should like add it up sometime. It's not that much. Ten thousand is the is the professional uh Yeah. That's the line. Once you cross Definitely 10, don't 000, have ten thousand hours. You're a professional. Yeah, definitely don't have you that. You think Josh has ten thousand in Dragon Ball Z? No. <laughs> no. Maybe three or yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the Whiff Punish Games cast, and I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave. Sleepy Suave. Sleepy Suave. Uh, I have played so many games since you were the off. last episode. Yeah, well, like that, and then it was like last episode was... I had like just started a Game Pass subscription for a month, yeah. so like you've touched I, a lot of things. I touched a bunch of stuff there, but then also just still managed to play a bunch of things. Well, read me down the list. What do you that. got? I kind of got a good, decent bit of stuff too. In actually, yeah. So I have to be. I think I have to like be picky of what to talk about. Um, so as of this recording, the most relevant game is God of War. Yeah, I've started I that played, too, actually. Okay, good. Uh, and I started Mario plus Rabbids. Oh, cool! I so because I figured plus Rabbids, I figured you'd want to talk about that 
and I finally got it. I uh, checked out Hyper Demon. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited That's to be, hear what you uh, have to say. That'll about be that. that'll be really quick. I started Immortality, which will probably need a little bit of explanation. I don't think I ever talked about the re- the related game on a podcast. And I have a couple other things, but if we get there, we get there. Warzone. Warzone 2. I don't know if there's much to talk about there, but we've played that too. I've played a little bit of War- uh, Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer. The, the actual game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Marvel Snap, which mm. has been eating a lot of my time. Yeah. Um, I played vamp. Been playing a good bit of Vampire Survivors. That's one oh. now. Great game. Nice. Um, I'd like to talk spoilers. We can do this at the end. I'd like to talk cyberpunk spoilers. Okay. Like story stuff. Um, I'll try and we'll see how much I remember. Yeah. And then I started and am almost complete with uh, Resident Evil Village's DLC. Oh, uh, Shadows of Rose. Okay. So yeah, a couple things. So yeah, uh, where do you want to kick that off with? What do you want to kick off with? Well, it's got to be God of War, Mario. I think. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, let's do God of War. That's a big one. I feel like that's the big release right now. Yeah. What do you think? How far are you? Did you finish? I'm very close to the end. Okay. I have been I have been texting Josh to see as, how as you've been get going through it to, to gauge where I am because that is a lot of video game. Yeah. Uh and I would say my hour count doesn't reflect how long it feels like I've played it. Yeah. I'm I'm at like 27 hours. Do you think like are you are you saying that like the pacing isn't good or are you saying that like uh I don't know, what do you mean by that? I think is time just in slow motion because you've been not working and you've been on Thanksgiving maybe, break? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I I mean it came out what, like 2 weeks ago now? Yeah. About 2 weeks ago, so I just think the main the main thing you do in that game is open chests that that's what it feels like you're doing and working towards constantly yeah and it's weird because i don't remember the first one like that you know like i don't know if they just ramped it up somehow or if i just kind of forgot or tuned it out or something but it's like a really weird thing where it's like this is such a high production beautiful amazing looking game there's a ton of really cool events that happen the characters are cool the voice acting's really good everything is like top tier but it just feels old because it's like well, you got to collect this thing and you got to go to this and you open a chest and then you do this and then you open a chest and then you've solved a puzzle. Here's a chest. <laughs> like it's just like this constant like quote reward that doesn't really feel rewarding. So like whenever you open a chest in like a Legend of Zelda game, it's kind of exciting because it's sort of limited. 
You know, like, it's like, oh, what's in this chest? I, I can't wait to see what's in it because it's probably something I'm going to be able to use, like a compass or a map or a weapon or a new item. But, like, God of War, you know what I just realized? Remember God of War 1 had, like, a loot thing, right? Like, there was, like, a rarity to loot, I think. God of War PS4? Twenty, Yeah, 2018. It had, like, a rarity loot system, I don't remember I specifically, but I remember... Uh, when God of War 2018 came out, I was in an outage, and my complaint about starting that game initially was the exact same thing that you're saying, that like I felt like the game kept pulling me away from the path that is the narrative presentation of the game. Yeah, because like every path that you go down, there's like always three little side paths that mm-hmm. are like small puzzles that end mm-hmm. in the chest. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't like it when I first started playing that game, but so I, like I do remember this from 2018. To answer your question, you saying you didn't remember, and I think I think the only difference is uh, all of the items in this game are set. Like it's like there's no randomness to things. They're all sets of armor and weapon upgrades and yeah. whatever, and you're just like finding them. And so that might be why there's more chests because they're just set things that you get at certain points in the game. So I I agree with what you're saying and I don't agree with what you're saying at the same time. Um, the reward to me, like I can understand wanting something better to be in the chest for like you to feel validated for opening them kind of, and for it to be an exciting yeah. experience. But I kind yeah. of like come when, when I'm playing the way I look at it is I'm comparing those. Cause most of those chests are like little puzzles. You have to throw your ax right. in and get three symbols to line up, or you have to figure out how to knock the thing off the rope. And then the chest falls and you get the thing. Most yeah. of those are, are, are similar to like the Korok seed puzzles in, in, mm-hmm. Uh, a Zelda game where they're like, or uh, Paper Mario, like h- h- finding the, the little the toads. toads, or there's like little things. Like it's a gameplay type of reward as opposed to it's a reward, um, yeah, a like material in- reward. Mm-hmm. So, like my suggestion is, if you're annoyed with that, then just don't don't do the side paths. So I have a rebuttal to that. Okay. You have no idea how many times I considered mainlining this game and turning it down to easy. And I didn't because I just didn't want to do that. Like, I really wanted to give it a chance. Like, I have so many issues with the combat of the first game and this one. And we don't have to really get into that because I just don't like it that much. Yeah. But it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's not bad. It's fine. And I wanted to give it a chance and explore it, and dive into it, and in order to do that, I need the stuff. I need the things to upgrade all of my stuff. I need to do that stuff to get experience, Yeah. so I can level all of my abilities up, and so it was like, it was like this whole tug of war between all I want to do is see where this goes, but at the same time, it is a high quality video game, so I want to see the other stuff too. And like, there's 
quite a few side quests in that game that are really cool. Yeah. Like, like they're really worth doing. I mean, I, and, I thought this about the first game, too. Like, yeah. I kind of... Yeah, I don't think it's really... I guess let's step back real quick. God of War Ragnarok is the same game. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. It is, like, basically yeah. the same game. I remember... So, let's, let's address this. I remember when we talked about the first game, the complaints about the first game were that combat too much combat you weren't crazy about and yeah. it was my game of the year so i didn't i wasn't very complaining very much and then the other thing was like there's not enough big set piece things that was the two yeah. things that yeah, we that's said right. about the first game yeah so that's right how do you feel about those things compared to this game um well you know i do still think I think they lean too hard on the combat. Like they really they really think that you love it. And there's kind of no way around it if you don't love it. So there were a few times there were a few times where I was like, "Man, stop throwing enemies at me." Well, there's Just, there's nothing else to there's it's not there's not platforming in the game, is there? Puzzle no. solving and combat there's are puzzle the two solving aspects and combat. of the game. And so. exploration. I mean, <laughs> and exploration because, like, just moving around the world and seeing it is cool. Yeah. There's more to that that we should talk about, I guess. But, like, I would say that I'm pr- – it's hard to say. I mean, it was only four years ago. Yeah. But I can't pinpoint that many moments in the first one that I could tell you right now. Yeah. Whereas – in Ragnarok, it's fresh in my memory. Yeah. But I think I'll remember a lot more from it. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Like, they... Mm-hmm. I feel like they did a good job of... So, like, the first game is, like, Kratos is in, you know, Viking Sweden world. or Norway yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And now the Viking mythos yeah. is alive and well here. And, like, that's really weird. And how does he exist in this world? Like, that is strange. And two, I think, is, like, does a good job of, like, okay, you already were here. Here's, like, all this other shit. And dive, like, real deep into the mythology stuff. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. So I like Norse mythology to begin with Mm -hmm. and was somewhat familiar with it. Yeah. So, like, I think I'll probably remember a lot of things that happen in this more because of that where like the first one was was setting it up yeah and was like here's freya and here's balder and they didn't didn't want to give you the big stuff right away this is what i said when we talked about the first game is like i i think they're holding back for Mm. for more like set pieces and and mythology wise yeah. Like I was just looking at the the original trilogy which got into the Greek pantheon and like took 3 games to really you know dive deep into that and Right, cuz like yeah, like if I really had to sit back and think like in the first game what I remember from it Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like but yeah, so I mean it does all that stuff really well. Like I think it's a great game. Yeah. Um I'm just ready to be, be done, done with, with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this in terms of combat. You don't, you have a problem with combat. Uh, do you not like the over the shoulder perspective? Like the, the arrows yeah. is, is kind of where you're getting. Yeah. It's up a like, bit? it just doesn't feel 
uh, I don't want to say it doesn't feel good, I guess, at this point. It just feels like I've said before about other games. It feels like a Band-Aid. It's like, okay, Mimir will shout out when somebody's behind you. So that's cool. That makes it more, like, immersive. It's it's actually, like, an environmental cue telling yeah, you something's yeah. happening. But at the same time, there's still just an arrow on the screen. And, like, that's so weird. I, I, just, I just have a really hard time being, like... I'm just looking for arrows so I can dodge at the right time, you know? And I don't think um I don't think they adapted juggling multiple enemies well at all. Like in the first God of War, you would have your giant sweeping blade attacks that you would launch all of them up in the air and you'd be hitting them all at the same time and like that was hilarious. Yeah. And you don't do that in these games. You don't do that. You might get, like, two up in the air briefly for a little bit. And then it's fun to try and juggle them because there's a whole bunch of different ways to do that. But it's just not the same. Yeah. And so I just don't think it... It's just never clicked with me. Like, there, there's times where it feels like it's singing and you're, like, swapping between weapons. Which is cool because, you know, Ragnarok, now you start with two weapons. Yeah. And so you can, like, do the combo stuff right, right off the bat yeah and that's really cool you know that was one of the best reveals of the first game yeah and so you get to do that immediately and that's great and like when you just kick the shit out of something that does feel good but i do think more often than not it comes to a grinding halt because you missed an arrow on the screen and something hit you and so then you're like on your your backpedaling and the backpedaling in that game does not feel good to me because the dodge is kind of an animation based dodge you can't just like hammer it you know you have to you have to wait for it to complete to do it again yeah and i don't know it just it just doesn't work for me like i it's just not it's not what i have fun doing in the game yeah Ultimately, and I think by the amount of time, like the amount of time you spend playing that game, like if if I did like everything in this game, I would hate the combat. I would I would be so tired of it because I at this point I've unlocked everything. I've I've tried to give everything it's due. Um, I've leveled up all the abilities, which you know do more things after you level yeah, them up. Yeah. And and I think that's a really cool system, actually. I don't remember if that was in 2018, where like you, the runes you use you're it. talking about. Talking no, about so like abilities? you do a move a certain number of times, and it levels. Oh it yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if that was in 2018. You might have a better memory. I don't than think me. I don't remember it being like that, but I don't know. Yeah, so like there's a reason to experiment with stuff in Ragnarok, which I appreciate because you want to level them up. And then when you fully level them up, you can give them a little like modifier. Yeah. So that's all really cool. Um, just, you know, almost 30 hours later, I'm ready to not ever swing the ax again. Yeah. Which, which I think is personally a problem. I shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just curious. Like I heard, I heard someone describe, like modern combat game design as like comparing it to Tony Hawk, like Tony Hawk's pro skater, where it's like basically you're 
doing tricks. Yeah. Uh, and, and trying to keep a combo going. And like that's where the fun comes is kind of like, let's see how many tricks I can do. Mm-hmm. And then like the game kind of is measured uh, like by the difficulty to see how like how adept you have to become at that actual trick doing. Uh, like the difficulty is what kind of gates you from being being able to do things and like it does that not interest you like just the because i would say well, generally on a normal difficulty 95 percent of games now like don't really require you to be good man i died a lot on normal i died a lot so i don't think it was easy i don't think i blew yeah. through the well, game i'm not i'm not really saying it's easy i just mean like i feel like they leave difficulty tuned at a way where you can kind of just free uh, like it's it's like like you don't uh, have to nail it. I'm jump yeah, I'm jumping all over the place here. But like the comparison I want to go to is Doom Eternal versus Doom 2016. Like Doom Eternal made you do specific things to get through combat scenarios because certain weapons were more effective against certain enemies. So yeah. like in this game, there would there is probably techniques for certain enemies that is yeah, more effective, some. and like some I think in the general difficulty setting like it doesn't it they're not really forcing you to uh so i think um get nasty at the game do you know what i mean i think i probably said this about 2018 i don't remember yeah but there there's not enough enemy variety yeah there there just isn't i'm sure they just reskin like a lot they did a lot of stuff yeah they did i mean there there's plenty of new like boss type enemies yeah so that's cool um but like the the run of the mill things that th- get thrown into the grinder you're fighting basically the same enemy most of the game like they tweak them a little bit they might look a little different but what you're saying certain em- enemies requiring certain things really the only example i can think of is that again i f- can't remember specifically in 2018 but i think they rely a little bit more on parrying in this one which is cool yeah um so certain enemies do more attacks that you should parry. There's more shield stuff in general than I remember really doing. Um, and then sometimes an enemy will have a frost shield or an, or a fire shield. Yeah. And and once you're through that, they're back to being a normal enemy. Yeah, yeah. So like to... there, so there's not really anything like super specific like you're referring to that i could think of well i don't don't think this game has that that's what kind of what i'm getting at like the the opposite of this would be dark souls which forces you to learn every enemy kind of when you like you have a mini you have a mini i have to learn the specific way to fight this enemy with every enemy that you face yeah you know what i mean yeah, and like you know, there's no Tony Hawk system in Dark Souls. is is kind of where I'm yeah I'm getting at. And and so I don't want to like we should probably move off God of War soon. Um, but like I do appreciate that God of War is its own system. Yeah, yeah. It is it is 100 percent its own melee combat in a modern era where so many things are looking at from software games. Yeah. So. It's got a little I have bit to of the appreciate old, that. It's got a little bit of the old God of War in there too, which I think is cool. Like they, yeah, like they, they definitely used the core uh, 
like ideas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still it still does have roots in the original games. So that's cool. It's just you know, the whole over the shoulder thing too in Ragnarok is like totally out the window anyway because the first game was all about like quote single shot stuff. This one isn't like that at all. Yeah, it, like, it's already I've only like 3 or 4 hours into the beginning. It's kind of gone to Atreus and everything. Yeah, like, it, like there's there's a bunch of times where it it like zooms out and does more cutscene like things, and it, it's just yeah. you know it's it's not it's not that um, intent this time. Yeah. So like, my biggest issue with the game could be solved by pulling the camera out like five feet. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it doesn't have to zoom all the way out like in the old games where where Kratos was a tiny little speck on the screen, but we could pull out a little bit. Yeah. You know, it would be okay. It wouldn't ruin anything. I don't think. Or it could think. just give you the option to. Or it could give you the option, but yeah. you know, um, like a field of view uh, setting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I do think it's a good game. You know, like I feel the same way about 2018. Like, ultimately, I do really like the game. I just can really nitpick it to hell if I want to. Yeah. And. I was really trying not to do that with Ragnarok. Like, yeah. as I'm playing it, I'm just like, as soon as something irritates me, I'm like, just move on. <laughs> like, as soon as soon as something is upsetting or whatever, I'm just like, I don't need this, and I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, all I want to see is the story anyway, and I like the story, so you know, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Starting off for sure. Yeah. And there's a ton of shit to do in that yeah. game. Yeah, there's a there's quite a bit of stuff I'm just not and doing. Sony still like delivers the premium video game experience. It's so impressive yeah. to me. Where like you're it's just like they are not they're in their own league, I think, for when you when you turn on the game and you like the opening freaking scene of that game when they're on the dog sled yeah, the wolf sled or whatever, and all this stuff's cracking off. You're like, "Yep, this is a PlayStation exclusive uh, single oh, yeah. player game." It looks astounding. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think that's cool. Uh, so moving on from there, I don't really have a good uh, segue, but you've also played a little bit of Mario Rabbids. Yep. Uh, what's your initial impressions with that? Because I. I'm like really batting around and trying to nail down how I feel about it kind of actually. I uh I knew what to expect. I really liked Kingdom Battle. It was such yeah, a surprise. So, so did I. What a surprise. Kingdom Battle taught me that I like strategy games. <laughs> I had Good. not played a strategy game before Kingdom Battle like so I'm um, XCOM, Civ, yeah, like uh, Fire Emblem. All these games were like top of my lists for like the last couple of years. Yeah, like I would never have even looked yeah, at them. Yeah, I, I, I'm so for... thankful for its existence. Yeah, like because th- I mean we don't really have a ton of those anymore right now. I feel like there there was like a period there where there was a bunch of them. XCOM but, um, likes you mean? Yeah. Modern XCOM likes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's really great that that exists to to get people in on the in on the idea with Mario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because 
it's you know it's the mario property and so right away it has that appeal mm-hmm. and um f- amazingly the rabbits are funny yeah like i you know i never gave a shit about them i thought they always looked stupid yeah and somehow it works somehow that abomination of rabid peach it's works hilarious. like it's just it's it's hilarious yeah so so jumping back to the first game um and comparing it to this one i feel like they made some good system changes in the in i don't know how much of the first game you can remember but quite a bit i, I played i played the i played that game so much i did pretty much every challenge i think there was like three challenges in the last world that i didn't do and yeah. i played the dlc so i have like 50 some hours in that game which is i didn't ridiculous. do the dlc but i did pretty much everything else yeah uh and so this game i did not play it like that like i basically kind of just i was going to ask you about that i started like doing a lot and then like i got to a specific point where i was kind of like i don't know that i need to be mm-hmm. doing all this and then i kind of just mainlined the story through the way and i started on a harder difficulty Oh really? And I hit some like more annoying fights, and I was like, I don't need this, right? And I I bumped the difficulty back to normal. So yeah. comparing it to the first game, I think that the first game was more charming because like, it was novel. It, so this is why I said I'm like trying to fig- nail down how I feel about it. I think that's part of it is that it was yeah. more novel, but also I think that they. They were specific about what it was. Like the the story thing was that they had that combiner. They had that like combiner machine and that's how the Mario world got combined with the Rabbid world in the beginning. And whatever world had the combiner also it was like the real world got yeah. thrown into there too. So there was like oversized like things that landed in the Mario world like a washing machine and a toilet or whatever and the rabbits would be playing on it but the the levels and the enemies that you played in the first game were like mario specific like they were yeah. mario levels so the music was like mario music and like the levels kind of had like a flat look to them almost as if they were like super nintendo mario worlds do you know what i mean by that yeah mm mm-hmm. mhm and so this game kind of just goes all in on like, okay, the rabbits have assimilated into society and now we're in a spaceship and we're we're flying to different planets, which they're kinda of using Mario Galaxy, I think, as the Yeah, I think as so too. the uh like the thing they're drawing from. So they have different planets, but like all the different planets have their own rabid characters now, where they're they're like already ex- they have the societies and they're existing on these planets, and it's like a lot weirder. But it also doesn't have the charm of like oh these are Mario spinoff worlds kind of, unless yeah. I'm mistaken and like they're galaxy worlds that they're riffing on, which could be the case. I just don't know well, Mario Galaxy that much to be. I mean, based on the first level, I don't. You don't think so? I don't. I don't think so. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't. It doesn't immediately call back to anything, and and they're like building up lore around the rabbits being there. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, why? I don't understand. Yeah, why? I don't understand. And so, because 
because they're doing their this whole rabbit society rabid society thing, I don't think the game is as funny either. Yeah. Because there was just moral humor in the first game where they were doing Mario stuff and like Yeah, it was like it why was are a, they wearing Then it's a why rabbit have a Mario. Mustache and yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. yeah, like yeah. Yeah, so like just meeting the rabid characters in the first game as you progress through the game was like better material than yeah. having them guys already with you and finding new rabid worlds kind of. Yeah. So like I was kind of bummed when I played it honestly. Yeah. Like I can't really point to anything specific and say I don't like this. Mhm. But I just it just didn't have the impact that the first game had for me. Yeah. Now, that being said, I like the combat changes. Me too. Like mm-hmm. the they changed it's not it's not on a grid anymore. Right. Um they have like the free range motion stuff. And how far are you into it? I just got Edge, okay. the third character slot this morning. So you have a couple. Uh, I don't. What sparks. do they call the Lumas? I have the Sparks. Yeah, you have a couple. <laughs> the sparks. rabid Lumas are called Sparks. <laughs> yeah. And so those Sparks are kind of how you get variation in this game. And uh, yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, I like that you can equip different ones to people like they're freely swappable. Yeah, you can get real creative in how yeah. you complete challenges by using starting to use and you there's a lot of sparks. There's like 50 different sparks. Wow, it's a Pokemon game. It's a Mario yeah. Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of neat. Um and I think that like I remember when we played the first game when we got to the towards the end of the like campaign, we were both said it was kind of a slog to get through. Yeah, like the end of that game. Yeah. I feel like this game avoids that kind of well because they are not like you're not you're not always just fighting. There's always like different challenges kind of that you're doing. Okay, and um, it's like the way they design levels now. They're like open worlds like you would see in a traditional Mario, not traditional, in a 3D Mario game with like a map yeah. and everything. Yep. The basic fights come from enemies on that map that are existing and running around in real time on the level. Like it, ha- it they run into you and it activates a battle like, like a uh, Pokemon game, really. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And then the challenges that you complete are usually not battles. They're like reach this area or destroy these things on this this map or mm-hmm. and so it it varies what you're doing really well because you're not just fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. But honestly, I wanted more fighting. <laughs> like I wanted more just straight up XCOM cover uh yeah do you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a good thing and a bad thing at the same time where like now we have more variety but now you're also running into challenges like man i don't want to freaking look how long this this area is for me to have to yeah and it feels like people can't really move very far and as far as i could see in the upgrade trees you don't really upgrade that uh there is one you can you can upgrade the jump which so, allows you to move some further. of them have move air, movement area area movement okay. on there. Okay, 
But the the other thing that the other complaint I have is I don't think the upgrade trees are very good for any of them. Yeah. Like I I finished the game with seventy percent completion, and I feel like a lot of the cool upgrades are like way high. You need a lot of points to upgrade the things. Yeah, and then you'd have to like grind battles. Yeah, and, stuff. and I I didn't like. So it's kind of lame that you're like you have to upgrade for more damage and more area and like those are in more health. Like those are the things that you need kind of to get through the game. Like I would have liked to have uh Do you I get new look, abilities? That's what I mean. You don't really get a ton of stuff. Oh, okay. Um I think they were looking at the sparks as what you would use to kind of vary what what happens, but and I would have liked them and stuff, yeah. yeah. I would have liked a little more yeah. Uh yeah, I was wondering like once I've I've run around that open map maybe for an hour and I did some of the optional battles and I I was thinking to myself already do I need to be doing any of these? Yep. Yeah. And I don't know that that's a good sign. No. <laughs> um cuz like the one the first map has a door on it that you need to do the side missions to get the resource to buy a key. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that was the only reason I was doing them was because I was like, well, I kind of want to see what's behind that door, you know, like, and it takes quite a bit of the thing, the resource. So like, did you should behind the door yet? Not yet. I need to, I think I need to do like one more battle. Um, that was the only one I, that was the only door I did was the first, uh, Excellent. First level. Excellent. So I'll let you high, make the de- high praise. I'll let you make the decision on on how. Okay. Um I think it is kind of challenging on the standard difficulty. Like if you just kind of only did the mainline missions. That's what I was worried about too. Was I like do I really need to level up and stuff? I don't know if you'll really need to. Okay. Like you can probably do good and like but it's not easy like Yeah. You can, um, health is, uh, you have to buy your health back. Like it's when you lose health in a fight, it stays gone. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So you're, you're either going to be forcing yourself to use your entire rosters. And there's like, sometimes some characters aren't good for certain situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, depending on how you want to tackle that, like you, if you do more stuff, you have more coins to buy more health back into yeah. like the, the items are very, very useful, like almost okay. game breaking useful. Okay. Um, I don't remember items in the nah, first No, I don't, I don't either. Okay. So that, that's kind of another thing. I thought thing that was new. That's kind of fun, but overall presentation wise, I think the game's better than it has any right to be. You know what? I, I didn't realize about the first one either. Was there voice acting? No. Okay, and the rabbits didn't speak. There's like, a tr- language. There's a translator. The be- ah. Beepo has a translator in this one. They said at the beginning it was part. Oh, it was one it. of the reasons I don't think it's as funny. Is because I don't want them to be talking to me like that. Yeah. Like it, there's yeah. way too much dialogue in the game. Yeah. Way uh, too much dialogue. Okay. Like the first game, they it was all slapstick humor, kind of. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Rabbit Peach is, like, taking pictures with her camera phone, and, like, that's what was funny. Like, now mm-hmm. Rabbit Peach is just straight up talking to you. Yep. 
Yeah, that's true. Okay, I thought that was different too. Yeah, that, yeah. As soon as I heard them talking, I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> what is what is going on?" <laughs> yeah, but I think okay. the music's really good, and I was really satisfied with the ending. Like they they made the whole Sparks of Hope thing like be kind of good. I was like, "Oh man, this is like a good little game here." Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna like chip away at it yeah yeah it's it's a good it's a good like i'm sitting on the couch and we're kind of just hanging out thing not like my main focus yeah game. handheld handheld game is perfect for that like xcom yeah. style turn-based uh system you know what i mean yeah like yeah like there's no i don't need to Demand. have like twitch reactions or anything yeah, yeah. yeah. i yeah. so i beat it and like it would just sit on my shelf. So I brought it to my nephews because they're obsessed with Mario. One's four, one's two. And yeah. it has a setting on there where you can just turn off um, vulnerability. Right, yeah, you can make it easy. <laughs> so they can just, yeah. they can just like, go. I just like, here, this is what you do to shoot. Just run up behind the box and shoot. So we'll see how well he He was doing pretty good on it. I thought about getting one of those for my nephew. I don't remember. I don't know if the first one has that that has that much uh, like accessibility stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, yeah, it's a good game. I'm I'm interested to hear how well you how how we'll see if I finish are. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see if I finish it. It's actually. not as long. I think if you only get do the sta- main missions, it'll only be like fifteen hours. Yeah. I finished at like 30. Yeah, I mean, based on what 30 hours means to me in God of War, <laughs> I don't know. 30 hours of Mario plus Rabbids might be a tall order. I don't, we'll see. Oh, if, if it takes you till April, what else are you going to play on your Switch? That's true. I mean, man, I have not played Splatoon yeah. again. I was thinking all. I was thinking about that game I feel like this year a lot of games came out and were disappointing to me. Uh, yeah, and Splatoon is one of the ones I put in that category. Not yeah. specifically because the game is bad; it just like isn't great. It isn't new, is what I'll say. It's not new. Yeah, yeah. Especially by the third one. Yeah, Table Turf is really cool. Yeah, I didn't get to mention that because I didn't know it existed when yeah. we first talked about it. But I do think that's a really cool like card game version of laying ink down i think it's i think it's pretty neat it's smart card game version Hmm. card game yeah wow card games let me let me let me uh let me jump off there real quick card Mm -hmm. games i've been uh i've been playing marvel snap quite a bit on my phone what do you have you checked that out at all i played the tutorial played the tutorial uh what did you think I had no interest in going any further. Do you still play a lot of Magic? I play Magic you? every day. Yeah, so you don't really need another card game on your phone. No, um, no. Marvel Snap is really good for anyone who either A, likes Marvel, or B, is interested in card games. I think uh, it's very, very simple in that like, it's really easy to make strategic decisions based on the cards you have in your hand. And there's a lot of really good variation um, in the way the game's designed. You're basically playing cards to three areas. And those three areas all have abilities that are unique to each game. And they will change each game. 
and then your cards are all Marvel heroes, and they all are have abilities that are unique to those heroes. So the way those heroes' abilities interact with those um, area abilities is different in every game. And you're essentially just trying to win two out of the three locations. and By having the most power of the cards you played. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's really fun. I mean, the the deck, it's like a little deck building system. It's really simple to build decks. And I really like the system that the game has. The way that they keep you checking back in is you're leveling up your cards. And the cards basically get, like better looking like they go from normal card to frame break card where it's like the character busts out of the frame and then it gets shiny and then it gets 3d and then it gets animated and like as you level up the cards it's basically giving you currency to buy more cards Mm -hmm. or unlock more cards i shouldn't say buy because there's not really um you're not buying more cards uh so like that whole unlock system is like a good drip feed of reward and uh the variation in how you play the cards is is good because those locations change every game that you play. Yeah. And so it's kind of just a lot of fun to like I played a ton and it's I'm still seeing things where I'm like, "Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that would do that or <laughs> that that would work like that and it's I'm still building decks it's fun to make like an X-Men deck or a Avengers deck like or you try to make a deck that's specific to a location that's showing up more frequently mm. um there's just a lot of cool ways to engage with the game so I I we should mention this is a free to play game on your phone That's correct Yeah so there is also the only place to play it no, it's on Steam. Oh, okay. It does have a desktop version. Yeah. Interesting. The desktop version is the mobile version. Y- yeah. On the desktop. Okay. They are currently developing a like UI for desktops that's okay. going to have like matchmaking and stuff built into it too. Um, so I think that's coming sometime next year. But okay. as long as you like log into the same account that is on your phone on mm-hmm. on Steam or on Android wherever you're playing um then you can have like your same account on both games and you're continuously unlocking like more cards yeah so it's it's pretty cool yeah it would be it would be a shame if it didn't have that yeah yeah M- magic magic figured that out a while ago and it's nice i don't I th- really use the desktop version of that game but it's like you know if i need to all of my stuff's, you know, right there. How long does a Magic Arena game usually take? That depends. Um, they're usually pretty quick. They're not quick. They're not as quick as Marvel Snap. Yeah. Um, but they can be quick, especially once you are familiar with the game and you're in the upper levels of the people you're playing are familiar with the game. Higher and, ranks. Yeah, you can, like, rip through a match in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, snap is probably half one that. minute, one, one minute. minute less. Yeah. yeah. So, so like I get, I get the, the commitment is a, low. Yeah. The yeah. I, is low for snap. And also yep. the, there's a mechanic where you're betting your ranked points. I think that's the coolest part 
Yeah. That's yeah. the coolest part of because the game. You're, because you're relying on a draw, yep. so you can just get a bad draw. Mm-hmm. And like you're, you can back out of a game at any time, and you will lose less rank points. Or if you're confident in your draw, or you have a nice play in your hands, you can always bet more rank points, and so you can you have a lot of control that you normally wouldn't have over like ranking up and deranking yeah. yourself. And that's kind of a neat thing. It's neat. I, I I agree that that's neat. It is, however, built around the thing that I don't like about the game. And it's why I didn't like Gwent. Hearthstone? Oh. No, I love Hearthstone. Hearthstone was great. Um, it's it's why I didn't like Gwent in Witcher. People loved Gwent. It's very similar to Marvel Snap. <laughs> um, it's trying to win with a power level based on just playing cards in, in certain areas. And... Um, to me, uh, reductively, that just becomes I'm just managing my hand and my card draw and trying to make the best decision with what I have as opposed to like trying to anticipate the other player and all of this stuff that, you know, deeper, more uh, involved games like Magic have. And so it's not bad. It just turns me off like immediately because um, it's just it's just not like that betting thing is like it's really cool. I think that's a great idea. But you're kind of just like, well, I knew I played this and I know I still have this in my very small deck. There's a really good chance I'm going to draw it. The, so, the, you know, the counter I have to that is like as you start ranking up, you'll start to see like what kind of deck people's like what kind of, of decks people are using yeah of course and so you can actually start to counter with with cards so that yeah i mean that's of course that's going to happen yeah. yeah like again being reductive about it but um yeah i'm i you know i'm i'm shocked kind of at how popular it has been um it's like, good. you're just a hater uh yeah, I mean it just doesn't appeal to me yeah. at all. You know that's fine. I don't I don't care. <laughs> World of Warcraft never appealed to me. That was like the biggest thing ever when we were in high school. <laughs> um, Call of Duty doesn't appeal to me. But uh, no, it's great. I'm glad I'm glad people are playing card games. I guess is the is the silver lining. Yeah. Out of it. Yeah. Um. So you still play it like every day? Yeah, I'll check in just to just even if it's just to get my credits to level up cards. It's yeah. like a good toilet game. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably the perfect. Yeah, I usually play Magic like that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't really love phone games because I don't like reasons to be on my phone more. Like yeah, and like that's cynically... like why that's why Magic. I didn't get into Magic Arena because it's right. like I don't. I would rather just play. I have the cards. So I'd rather just play. I can't uh, help but be super cynical of Marvel Marvel Snap in that it's to appeal to not not you in this case, but low attention spans. Yeah, and like that's frustrating. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like an accessible. It's definitely designed to be more accessible than Magic. 
Oh, but I, yeah. Of I course. think I think the depth is there with with like I I I don't think playing the tutorial you would we would realize that it, you don't realize how deep it can be possibly is what I would say. I'm not commenting on depth. Okay. I understand. I mean, I played a lot of Gwent. The reason I was turned away immediately was because I was like this reminds me of Gwent. And I know where that goes, and I didn't like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like that, the the just play cards to win a thing. I need more. I I need more than that. I guess. Um, and I guess frankly, I really don't like the randomness to snap, like the random zones. I know you can build stuff around it and try to anticipate it, but let's just be done. I don't want to. I don't. We don't need to keep a. I mean, that's the nature of the game, right? Well, I mean, if we want to be reductive, I can say you're just playing cards to win in Magic too. I don't think no, that's no, good, no, no. I don't think no, that's a good I'm critique saying, of what the game is. No, but like there is still the biggest critique for me is that you you don't know what those zones are when you play, right? No, that's correct. There is randomness okay. to the zones, right? And there is randomness in a card draw. Like, of course. Yeah, uh, I'm not talking about the card draw. Of obviously there's randomness to the card draw. I'm not talking about that. That's that would be a critique of virtually every card game ever. <laughs> so, yeah. no, that's not what I'm talking about. I th- I think the randomness to the zones is also what makes the game interesting. Yeah, like, sure. If being able I can to see that. being able to cuz the way the zones work is it's a season. The season right now is Black Panther, probably because of the movie that's coming out. Yeah. So the Black Panther zones are showing up more uh, more common. Sure. So you would build your deck with cards that work better in those zones because they're uh, they're a higher like prop yeah. rate of showing up. Yeah. So. But that's I a mean, good that's a good way to do season type stuff. It's also like you only got to win two out of three locations. Right. So. Yeah, you don't, like you don't necessarily everything. need every to like. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah. it's it's good and bad, but yeah, I'm just saying I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. Um, but cool. Yeah, I I'm in the minority for sure. So yeah, and I know that. Um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a good card segue (laughs) um but i could segue into some scene cards in movies i guess cards in movies so i we won't really spend too much time on this but have you ever heard of her story yeah i have okay so the developer actually okay so the developer of that game um released a new game this year called Immortality and the the thing with this developer of these couple games that exist I didn't play the second one which was Telling Lies cuz I heard it wasn't very good um the thing with these games is they're all based around film like they're literally people acting and video and you're interacting with video clips to determine a story and all of them have done different things with how you do that. Uh, 
her story is really cool because it's like you're looking at a video archive of an interview with a single woman and it's like a police archive of just interviews about a murder that happened and you can search the archive with keywords and then it'll pop up all clips that use those words and so you're basically just trying to determine what happened <laughs> why are they interviewing this woman and um it was really cool really interesting thing and there's no like i think the most interesting thing about these games is there's no like you won or you completed the game or this is what happened there's like nothing explicit it's all left up to the player to how you want to interpret it sort of i mean there is like an explicit answer in her story but how you get there is totally different when you yeah. figure it out is totally different and so there's like no just you did it there's no like congratulatory thing so it makes them really hard to number one know what you're doing two know if you're going in the right direction and three if you actually like did figure it out um but the new game immortality is very similar only you're now like literally clicking on stuff in the video so you're watching clips of this actress and so it's like there's... the uh, brain dance uh, thing in cy cyberpunk yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, because you can pause it and then yeah. like just, you know, whatever is happening in the scene, some stuff in the scene might be interactable, like the actor yeah. or the actress or yeah. a lamp in the background. And when you click those, they send you to another clip. And so you're kind of just like watching these full on parts of movies like the, in, in immortality they straight up just like filmed movies which is really cool like and it's all centered around this one actress and she's in all three of them and there's three movies as far as i know and uh you're kind of just trying to like learn as much as you possibly can i honestly don't know what i'm trying to figure out which i think is the hard thing to recommend is like, yeah. why are you playing this? Like, why are you interacting with this? Outside of it being this curious experience. Um, now, last time I played it, I did discover some things that are weird. And so, like, the reason you want to interact with it and find clips and click on things and pause and rewind and fast forward is there's other stuff happening. So, like, you're just watching clips of movies... But there's also things within those clips that you have to, like, pluck out. And that's only as far as I am now. Um, but it's just, like, I wanted to bring it up because I don't think I got to talk about her story on any show. I think I played that on the hiatus. And um, I just wanted to highlight that they're really different. It's, like, a really different experience like full motion video games have existed for a long time they're some of yeah. the oldest ones and what they were though was primarily just adventure games with video yeah so like chose a video kind of yeah or they would be like choose your own adventure type stuff like do i do this or do i do this and then they filmed yeah. you know what happens so like that's not this stuff 
it's it's a kind of mystery thing that you're trying to just dig your way through. Yeah. Until you think you know what happened and that's it. But um it's pretty cool so far. I've been playing it with my girlfriend. I thought this was like cuz she doesn't play video games. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, this might is might be a good date game kind of thing." Yeah, yeah, like this is like, you know, it's a mystery, but it's just watching movies basically and interacting with the movie. So like yeah. and Has so she liked it's been it? I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, we've only played it, we've only sat down to play twice so far. And um, I do think, so like it's a hard sell to gamers to begin with, Yeah, I would say. I think this is a hard sell because it's like, what is this? Yeah. You know, there's no action. There's no clear goal. And I think actually interacting with, with immortality, like how it gets you up and running is really bad. <laughs> It yeah. does not teach you what you need to know at all. And I guess if anybody plays it, you have to play it with a controller. It doesn't tell you that because it's only on PC right now, I think. But you have to play it with a controller. A controller is, like, required because there's things that the controller does, like, vibrate that you need. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think the hard sell is, like, all of those. You don't know what it is and you don't know what you're doing, and you're watching random-ass clips out of order for different movies, like, all at the same time. So it's yeah. like, I think she's maybe like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, like, I, I, and I'm not really getting a story because, like, all of the clips, most of them include a before. So, like, the actors literally being themselves. Then they're shooting the scene, so they're doing the movie scene, and then post-scene. So, like, you're learning about the people, and then you're learning about the movies. Yeah. And somewhere in there, you're supposed to be figuring... Doing something. Something that I don't really know so what So, you should have went with Until Dawn or Detroit Become Human, is what you're saying. Well, because those are more like real video games where you have to, like, do shit, you know? And, like, move a camera... And pick things up and interact with them, and that's like with people that don't play video games that you that is impossible to. I did I did until dawn with my wife. She's not really much, but of she's a gamer. played, but she but she's more like she understands a little bit about them. <laughs> you know, like she plays yeah. Tetris and stuff. So Tetris and Animal Crossing. Yeah, so like that's a big difference if if there is even like any experience. But you you talk about zero experience. Yeah until dawn and stuff like that is like what is appealing about it still it's you know if you don't have experience with games because i thought the same thing but we we briefly tried to do one of the dark pictures games yeah and she just didn't have any interest really <laughs> no <laughs> no because those Maybe games because like, those games aren't good there i mean like... that might be why they're they're not good but i'm i mean i until dawn is very similar like yeah. it, on the surface level of like what it is, it's yeah, you know, it is the origin of the Dark Pictures games. Until I, Dawn is right, and yeah, and yeah. they're basically the same experience. I mean, yeah. all of the things are the same. Um, it's just my wife didn't love it either. Actually, yeah, I mean, so Until Dawn is, this. I think Until Dawn is like good because of the sum of what happens, the like moment to moment stuff. Is dumb. Is dumb. Yeah, like you know, it's 
it's only because of like in hindsight what the whole thing was is why it was good. What if you tried Pentiment? I'm really curious about that. I think it's on Games Pass. Do you still have your uh, subscription? Oh, no. no, I had one month. <laughs> I I it was like perfect because it ended right before God of War. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you wouldn't say that you're disappointed with immortality. Uh, no. I think I'm a little disappointed with Shadows of Rose. Okay. <laughs> it's a DLC for Resident Evil 8. Uh-huh. Um, Resident Evil Village. So, yes. uh, you play as Rose, who I guess we're spoiling Resident Evil Village if you haven't played it. Bing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rose is like the character that you're trying to save through that entire game. Wait, is that the daughter? Yeah. Okay. So you remember at the end of the game how she's all grown up? Yeah. And she has powers? Yes. And to me, I thought they were nodding at the film franchise because oh, the Mia Jovovich, is that her name? Mia Jovovich. Jovovich. Yeah. Her character in the movies is like a bioweapon that mm-hmm. Umbrella created. Yeah. And she's like kind of getting revenge on Umbrella for you know for creating her yeah yeah and there's like not i mean the the games all have bioweapons in them but like there's not really like a protagonist that's a that at, is a, is that you yeah know what i mean wesker at, is yeah. the is the only thing i can really yeah. think of yeah i guess that's true yeah so mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I really liked. I was like, oh, this is they made the Mia Jovovich character, whatever her name is, uh, <laughs> in the at the end of the game here. I, I like that about Resident Evil Village. So, anyways, you play as her in the DLC, and I feel like it's kind of uncre. It's an uncreative way to load the. Resident Evil 8 locations back up and have you run through them again. Yeah. Um perfect. They added they added a third person view. Yeah. to to res, to uh like you get that with the da- with the if you buy the DLC. Yeah, like you can play free. the whole whole yeah. game with it now, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I, and so I feel like they kind of just made this DLC to like because they they wanted you to run through it in third person a little bit, and they're like, "Oh, well, since Maybe. we already have this third person thing, let's just yeah." But like, they give you the Rose character, and then it's basically a survival horror game, which like Resident Evil Eight wasn't a survival horror game, really. Not really, no. So they give you like this tiny little pistol, and there's like these weird mold creatures that are run around and. You can't really, like, you can kill them, but it takes, like, a lot of shots. You don't have a lot of bullets, and it's, like, I'm trying to find the key for this door and this door. And it's, like, I've already been through this level, so there's no surprises in terms of, like, what what is behind this door. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's weird to me that they would do this a little bit. The story premise is basically that she wants to get rid of her powers because she's a freak, and so get she get rid can, of her powers. Yep. Huh. Because she's an outcast. 
Okay. Like none of the friends like her. They're like making fun <laughs> of her and stuff at the beginning of the game. <laughs> You're so superhuman. She, so she finds like a jar of the the mold, which I can't remember what the name is. It's like Metamucite or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember either, actually. Yeah. And basically the mold can store people's memories. So she's like going through memories, which okay. is, is the house. And there's like little versions of her in the house that are all dead kind of. Okay. So that's why shadows of Rose. Cause you're one of the shadows and she's like trying to escape kind of. Okay. And so, yeah, it's just been kind of dull mm. and slow. Like I turned the, I turned the difficulty down about halfway through. I was like, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Like you're crafting, you're crafting herbs together to heal, and yeah. And they they gave me a superpower mechanic where I can slow the enemies with my mold powers to help out a little bit. But it's it's on, it's a limited stock, and you don't have like a ton of the things to refill the stock. Okay. So you're kind of just trying to run by everyone. And I think I'm in the last section of it, but I would say ultimately uh, I'm kind of disappointed with, uh, yeah, with what it is. That being said, that that castle area that you're in and the village are really good levels. Like it still yeah. looks awesome. Um, yeah, I just would rather have played, like tried the third person Resident Evil. Yeah, just 8. replay eight with yeah, third person. Yeah, yeah, like as opposed to doing this DLC. The they maybe could have some cool story revelations at the end that I'm like, okay, maybe that is cool. But like so far it's not a lot of insight into anything and it's yeah. not a fun gameplay section and I'm not seeing anything new. So I'm yeah. like continuously asking myself like, why did they, well, why is this a thing? Because you bought it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and I know other people that bought it too. So I mean I read that it was good. I just Oh. I didn't I hear don't. that it was really much of anything, I guess. Um Yeah. I all I heard was really the third person thing. Yeah. That's like the biggest takeaway. I I had already kind of forgot it existed until you brought it up. Yeah. Um I knew it wasn't very long and so Yeah. Yeah. I've been waking up at 3 a.m. this week because I'm still stuck on my midnight shift schedule a little bit, so like Asia will come in here and play games for the first couple hours in the morning just because it's quiet. and Yeah. So that's uh, one day I was like, oh, I have this DLC. I might as well just try to crank through this. And so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, uh, I would really be curious about the third person. Um, I guess just because that's, my favorite resident evil experiences are the third person ones. Uh-huh. I mean, eight was great. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll it's the, only, it's, it's the only games reason. are short enough that like I'll play them again. I can see myself. Uh, yeah. I can. I see always my, not, not now. Like when I, I played seven again before I played eight yeah. and I freaking loved, like I was like, man, this was, it's, it's short enough that it like, doesn't feel like, um, it's an investment. Yeah, like um, and like you could you know you could always just put it down. Like yeah, I I could see myself playing two again at some yeah, point. 
I thought I would play Resident Evil 4 again by now, how many years later, but I never did. Um, Are you excited for the... You'll play the remake. Yeah, I'll definitely definitely play the remake. Yeah. Yeah. But which, so like it was, you know, perfect, but like... I've started... I've bought 4 on every system that I've had since it came... Since the GameCube, and I've started it, and I probably... Like, I didn't finish it on any of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was, like, I just had, you know, I had that one experience of playing it to completion on GameCube, and, like, uh, I played just that, like, always... I played it, like, six times on the GameCube, I bet. Okay. I freaking loved that game. I've just always, like, clutched to, like, that game was so amazing, I don't need to play it again. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I should play it again. And so, like, I don't know that I would replay these ones either. I mean, the one that we should replay is six. <laughs> you mean we mean you no just in ge- like in general like everybody should replay six i would like to play five co-op again i haven't I, played that since college i played five you did recently didn't you i played five co-op with like four different people really <laughs> yeah <laughs> five is 100 percent my most played resident evil game wow which is like really weird but um i played yeah i played through it once by myself i definitely started one with josh yeah back way back when i don't think we finished it i did one with my buddy larry i did one with another friend i don't know if we finished that one either but i replayed it with larry i've it's probably been like six years at least now but um that was fun that was a really fun game co-op i don't know if it would be now i mean we played some of six co-op me and larry and it's better to just blow through stuff with a friend in those yeah, games yeah and like you can it, both laugh at the, at the at how stupid it is undead and, shark yeah in the sewers yeah yes exactly yeah yeah we did i think did he get to see that i think he got to see that yeah six dumb is as hell unquestionably the greatest game in the series six yes absolutely <laughs> it's so bad it's so bad it's so insane <laughs> wow. i'm all for them this like i would like to see a zero remake i i have I never played memories that of zero yeah i never played um, it never tried they might as well mine their entire like they might as well make code veronica and yeah like they can redo them in third person oh third. yeah if they made them all modern i would replay all of them yeah 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 I guess yep. they could do the original again too if they wanted. Yeah, if if they modernize the original, I would absolutely play that. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm gonna blast through some stuff. Is there anything else that you're wanting to spend time on? Um, not really. We can do some quick hitters. What uh, do you think about Warzone? I think it's great. I think it's you know Warzone was great. <laughs> I've Are you re- t- you're ready for Warzone 2.0? You're ready for more? Yeah, I mean, it's it is really nice to like do that I mean, again. Yeah, yeah, and like um, I've been w- I've been waiting for the group game all year. I was hoping it'd be Overwatch, and then when that dropped, it all were kind of like collectively like. I was hoping noise. it would be Overwatch also, but I didn't yeah. really expect it to be Overwatch. Yeah, and so um, it's nice. To, it's nice to have that one where I'm like, yeah, I would like to play tonight if you guys are down. Yeah, and I. 
and I think, you know, Call of Duty shooting is really good, and Warzone is the best Battle Royale, hands mm-hmm. down, I think. Um, and two is a lot of the same, but they added some interesting things. Like, doing two-player Gulag is really you cool. Like that? Yeah. yeah, I think that's really cool, because the reason Warzone is good, and I know Apex did this too, but the reason Warzone is good is because you're never out of the game. You're never out of the game. Yeah, like if there if there is one person left, there is hope. Yeah. Even out of a team of 4, where in Apex, who knows, it might be easier now, but when we were playing it, like buying somebody back was sort of rare. I don't know that yeah. we got it like we pulled it off very much. Yeah. Um but like Warzone it happens all the time. Yeah. And like and so the gulag now is two on two instead of one v one, and even if a single person dies on the two v two, if the team wins, you go back. Yeah, you're back. So yeah. like, so like it it really really wants you to keep playing and wants it to keep going and whatever. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, the new map is whatever. I don't think it's as good as the first one. Yeah, but, I don't. Um, I don't think the dusty Middle Eastern uh, area is as interesting as like whatever, no. wherever the first one was with the soccer stadium and stuff. The, fir- the first one was like Russia or Eastern Europe or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think we'll probably yeah. it's it's hard to say exactly with, without spending a hundred hours on the map. If I think it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate it. I just um, I really liked. There was that there was like a city in the yeah. first map, you know, yeah. like it was it was like cool that a part of it was a city. It wasn't yeah. just big open ground, you know. I agree. Um, and the city in the new one is really small. <laughs> yeah. So and there's no stadium and there's no you know yeah. there's no there's no boneyard. We haven't we haven't found like a go to drop. That's spot. from Apex. No boneyard is in Warzone One. That was where oh, we drove yeah, the air with the planes. Is the airplane yeah. junkyard? Yeah. 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 Nice. See, but it's good. Fond memories. It, yeah, totally. Um, Played so much Warzone. I so jumping into Warzone made me want to buy uh, Modern Warfare Two Point Yeah, I've played most. I played the last couple Call of Duties. I skipped Cold Cold War. Mm-hmm. So I have like a little bit of. COD multiplayer experience, mm-hmm. which I do agree is fun. The shooting is still fun. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a good. I'm not an expert, or I'm not a good uh, researched opinion on whether this one is good or not. But I, I, yeah. I feel like the changes that they made are that the time to kill is even faster than it <laughs> usually is. Um, so it's like feels like a very. It feels very twitch. Uh, yeah, which is different from I think from Warzone because there's so much plated armor in Warzone that you it takes a while to kill people. You really have like. to keep your your target on a person, whereas yeah. like I feel like in multiplayer you run around and like shake the mouse like this and you get kills because like <laughs> it's so it's so fast. Um, but they also like made the respawn time instant in oh. like a lot of the modes in multiplayer so like you're never waiting 
Yeah. And it, it kind of is really, it's, it seems f- nice. It seems fun. It seems like really hectic and crazy and like, uh, you die and you just respawn real fast. It's almost like playing Spelunky, not Spelunky. Give me a, uh, um, Hotline Super, Miami. Super Meat Boy. Hotline, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like you can just go right, go running right back in and, uh. I think that's a good. I think that's good. I think that it, is good. That's so. That's so classic, like multiplayer shooter, arena like, shooter. That's yeah. Yes, that's yeah. much more like an arena shooter. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so there's, you know, there's a lot been said, not maybe on this podcast, but on the internet about how crappy the UI is for Warzone and Call yeah. of Duty. And uh, there's like a hundred thousand game modes on there when you load it up, and I don't I don't know what any of them mean because I'm not like a <laughs> I'm not like a diehard fan. But I was playing yeah. this mode. I think it's called Hardpoint. That Hard sounds like Point. a Call of Duty mode. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like one. I, I could be wrong. So I'm, maybe I'm sounding like an idiot here. <laughs> but th- it was this long line. It was like a long road of like traffic jammed cars. Okay, and. My team was at one end, and the other team was at the other end, and they were like doing like capture the flag points, like in the middle, and you yeah. had to run. And once you got to the point, you had to defend it. Uh huh. And so it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, you have to stand there and the the bar ticked up type of thing. It was like once you got there, you instantly capped it, and like then you st- your points started oh. going up. Okay. And so it was just like this long shoot house, like straight area and there was all these cars and the cars were it, it could explode okay so it was just like you throw a grenade and it was just exploding and like it was amazing it, like it was it was bananas yeah and uh so I, so I like i've been trying to load into that as much as i can i think it's a blast yeah um, that's cool and the i think there's different like i think the weapons that you unlock in multiplayer, you're, they don't go over to Warzone. I'm not sure. Oh, really? There's, I think there's separate, uh, oh weird loadouts that you build for multiplayer and Warzone. But Interesting. I haven't, I, ha- I haven't messed with a lot of that yet. Yeah, I, I think, I think the unlocks are the same. Like I, I'm, okay. if I'm, I'm leveling up a, a gun, I'll like. Uh, the guns leveled up on all the accounts. I would but assume the loadouts, that covers, yeah. The loadouts are different for both. So I'm okay. still trying to figure out like what I like. Yeah. But the the time to kill is so fast in the multiplayer mode that it's almost like different weapons are better. Probably. Like I feel like SMGs and like the fast guns are better for multiplayer, whereas you need some range yeah for warzone so it's kind of like they're they're servicing both um play styles a little bit it seems like uh yeah with with different game modes like that so that's kind of a an interesting thing i don't i don't know if i don't know if that's real or not that might be just my take (laughs) on it but you know i revisited some of call of duty multiplayer with the first modern warfare remake and um you bought that one? I did actually. I don't uh because that. we were playing so much Warzone, you wanted to level some stuff up too. Yes, so I was yeah. like I was like, you know, I've got a lot of time out of this free version 
yeah, I'll you throw might as well him spend a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw him some money. And what I played you, a little bit of multiplayer. What did you think about that? I feel like we never talked about it. I only did it. I think it was a very brief period where I Didn't I felt like I wanted to play a lot of Warzone. We were playing it a lot, and I we were I was streaming it too, and so I was like playing multiplayer will probably just keep me sharp a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was only probably like a week where I was like playing it every so it, yeah. often, and. I mean, it was fun, and I would say even back then it felt like it was like instant respawn, but it probably wasn't. Yeah. Um. But I had I had a little bit of fun with that, you know. I I railed against Call of Duty multiplayer way back when. I was not a fan of it. I did not yeah. get into it at all. Um. I thought it ruined shooters. I thought it ruined yeah. multiplayer shooters. Actually, well, and, for a long time they were every game was trying to make Call of Duty multiplayer. Right. Like we're back to the point I think where people carve the games are carving out their own style yeah. a little more yeah. so so as long as everybody's not trying to make the same game right yeah i mean call of duty had a massively negative impact on halo yeah <laughs> so like yeah. Absolutely. you know so that was like a that was frustrating so i like hated call of duty forever and um i still don't really like anything about call of duty outside of literally just the gunplay it's so try hard it's hilarious it's really really lame it's <laughs> it's, it's so the lamest thing and and i love that it is primarily marketed at teenagers because yeah it is so juvenile it's yeah. so juvenile and it always has been so they know um, the market yeah i mean it's their biggest <laughs> It's why it sells so much. So, like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but do you I think didn't you'll buy this this multiplayer? No, no way. Probably not. I mean, I make such little time for multiplayer stuff anymore. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. That um. You rather just play a fighting game? <laughs> well, I'd rather if we're gonna if we're gonna play Call of Duty, I'd rather play Warzone. Yeah. You know. Um. I, like a lot of my friends are still anti battle royale. I, I a lot, know a, a lot, lot of, of like the duty diehard guys are just like no, I'm, I'm just an annihilation baby because the because they want that constant respawn yeah. shoot people. Yeah. They don't. They're not interested in the tactical part. And yeah. the reason battle royale is good is because of the tactical yeah, part. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I get it. I know. I know plenty of people that are yeah. not into it. Um, but. I'm excited it's back. Yeah, me too. And we're, I wasn't at first, and then as soon as you guys started talking about it and I played a couple games, it's like, eh, I guess I'm... I, I wasn't exactly, like, Counting anticipating it. But, yeah, now that it's here, it's great. So, um, real quick on another shooter. Uh, I finally got around to checking out Hyper Demon. Oh, man. Which, um... Is it hyper? Yeah. Uh... I spoke very highly and played a lot of Devil Daggers. How many years ago? Many years ago at this point. I'm not a big fan of that game. I love Devil Daggers. I It's, like, right up my it's probably alley. probably because be I, I suck, but that's... that's... <laughs> yeah. It's... It's totally a score attack 
thing. And I love yeah. I love score attack things. And that's why I think Devil Daggers is so good is because it's only that. It's like only that. It doesn't have any extraneous features. It doesn't have any extraneous anything. It's just survive. Survive yeah. as long as you can playing this old school looking shooter but modern feeling shooter. And learn the pattern and get as far as you can by learning the pattern and whatever. It's awesome. I love it. Um, Hyper Demon is the follow-up by the same developer. It is basically Devil Daggers, uh, except the score works totally different now. And it looks like you are in, like, tripping. Like, it... Hold on, let me say it looks like what people think tripping looks like. <laughs> Let, let's 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 say that, and um, it's just really like flashy. It's a lot of colors while still being very limited in a palette. Yeah, but it's really overwhelming. Like just the fact that they added like more like animation. epileptic seizure type. Yeah, of, it's type it. Of... I when 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 they announced that game. Because I love Devil Daggers, I was like, oh my god, they made another game. And I, I looked at the trailer and I was like, I don't know if I can play this. Yeah. Because like I don't have epilepsy, but sometimes really intense strobing stuff like that makes me anxious. Yeah. Like it makes me like really anxious to the point of like I can't handle it. Like I can't don't do raves. Wanna... Well, I wouldn't I've never been to one and I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't go to one. <laughs> um but like Thumper had a similar I had a similar experience with Thumper. I fucking uh, yeah. love Thumper. But parts of that game there were about, times where What about PSVR? Didn't you, didn't you get a little overwhelmed? Well, at, uh... I played that at your place and yeah. I had to take it off. Like yeah. we were I was playing Thumper and I was like I can't do this. Like it's really yeah. cool, but I can't do this cuz it just yeah. it feels like I'm going to have a panic attack at like any moment. Yeah. And so I was really worried about Hyperdemon inducing that because the trailer for that game is really fucking crazy. Like, they lean way into, this game looks really crazy and it has like a 360 degree field of view, which doesn't make any sense, but it does have that kind of. (laughs) And um, so, like, I was, like, hesitant to do it, but the one one day I was just like, you know what, I have to play this. I, I can't, I can't not play this. I've put a stupid amount of time in the devil daggers. So hyper demon is the same thing. It's overwhelming, but it's not as bad as I thought it would be. And it does some really cool stuff with awareness. So like God of war just puts arrows on the screen, right? But hyper demon leans into the fact that it's like this flashy kind of psychedelic visual style to where when things are near you but you can't see them, it puts like ghostly images of what the enemy is in your peripheral vision or right in your face. Just somewhere on the screen, it gives you like this warning that something is near you or something is going to spawn near you. And it's, it's like really hard to explain, but it really works. Because you'd think it would be kind of overwhelming because there's already a lot of shit on on screen happening. But you'll see, like, this red 
figment of a thing in your peripheral vision and you're like oh shit i gotta move and they added a dodge they added like a bullet time dodge to this game so if you dodge it slows the game down and you can you know get away and so that kind of shit totally changes the game i mean like there's now different movement styles there's slightly different weapon type stuff like you can throw bombs and shoot lasers and you're managing a lot more in this game to where I think it's like really fucking hard. I think it's really hard. And the score is based on speed. It's not based on time survived. So you want to kill things as fast as possible to get a high score. If you just kind of like dodge things endlessly, you get literally the lowest score you can possibly get. And I think that's crazy. Um, I saw somebody come, this is, appropriate i saw somebody compare it to tony hawk (laughs) like you want to move you want to keep moving while being like productive and efficient and killing things and you need to keep killing things to keep your score combo up it's not really a combo but like to keep adding to your score your multiplier because your score is time and the longer you're not eliminating enemies your time and score is ticking down um is there anyone that's score attacking it with you? No. I there I did not expect anybody to be interested in this. I would have thought all. Josh would try to play. He, Josh he didn't really Devil like Daggers a lot. He, too. He, no, he really didn't like Devil Daggers I that much. I thought he did. He I think he I think he played it for like a little bit and then gave up. Um he never beat my score. As far I think as I they know. do. Devil Daggers does the awareness thing too. They're specific about the noises. The, the noises, yes, the noises are great. But in Devil Daggers, you can't like necessarily react fast enough. Like it's good, it's useful, and it like tells you that things are around you, and they all have yeah. very distinct sound effects and stuff. Yeah. But it's just different in Hyper Demon. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's it's really I'm sure different. It is. Um. And there's one, there's power ups. Like, so the one power up you get is like what they show in the trailer that I saw, where it, it like literally gives you a crazy field of view to where like you kind of see things behind you, <laughs> like see them, not just like get an idea that they're there or whatever. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's really a lot. And I don't know how much I'll play it, but. I'll pick it up and do like a couple runs here and there, and like it's great for that. That's what I'm doing with sur- Vampire Survivors right now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good game. Yeah. I think I've done everything I want to do in that game. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, like, like don't it. lose when I play it. Now, so you have to quit out. Oh no! There's a timer. You always you always die at the end. Oh. Um, there, there's a specific... Don't they have bosses and stuff? Uh, sort of. Yeah, they do. But it's based on a time limit, which is 30 minutes. So, uh, once you get to 30 minutes, your game is basically over. I won't nice. tell you... I won't tell you why, but it is. <laughs> so, like, I it gets... I leveled enough stuff up to kind of get there. I kind of get hammered a little bit. Yeah. It's one of those, like, you spend... You spend enough time yeah, with it and level things money. up. Yeah, yeah. And eventually you'll get to a point and you understand how the game works and yeah. It's a great game though. <laughs> it is. Um, it's cheap. It's a cheap game. Yeah. 
it's worth the it's a lot of bang for your buck that game totally yeah i wish i had a steam deck for it yeah the only thing left i have is cyberpunk so if you got a couple things you want to jam through real quick then go for it all right these are going to be real fast actually fast um so we have a whole episode and i've talked about it a lot about factorio um there's a game that i played a lot of when i had game pass called dyson sphere program and it's basically factorio but in 3d and it's really really fucking cool we talked Uh, about that on the last episode i mentioned it i don't know if i got to talk about what it is but maybe i I asked if it was the uh yeah, it's not a I vacuum cleaner. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're that. you're building a Dyson sphere around stars. Yeah, to harness the power of the sun. Yeah, and so like you jump. Eventually, it takes a while to get there, but like, eventually, you're able to jump between planets and and mine different resources on planets and send stuff between planets. And so your factory starts to span planets, and that's really fucking awesome. And, like, you just literally jump off a planet and fly to another planet. Like, it's it's seamless. It's amazing. I think Dyson Sphere Program might be better than Factorio. Oh, no. As, as sacrosanct as that is. Factorio has a whole thing that this does not, which is ambient enemy stuff that you have to deal with if you want. Um, Dyson Sphere is 100% a peaceful mode. You're just building stuff. But I really think the 3D building stuff in that game is really cool. So um, highly, highly recommend that game. Um, another Game Pass game that I want to highlight that I think a lot of people should play is Citizen Sleeper. Um, that came out this year. And it is primarily just a narrative like text adventure game. Um, but what's cool about it in terms of being a text adventure is it's dice based. So it's sort of board gamey. Um, maybe even more tabletop RPG, I guess, actually. Um, and you are the, the premise is you are a person who decided to upload their consciousness into a, a robot and by doing that, you are in debt to this company that provides this service. And Citizen Sleeper is all about you got away from this company and you're trying to escape them. <laughs> so it's like this really weird uh, philosophical like story about consciousness, you know, autonomy of... You love stories a- about consciousness and robots. I do. Autonomy of AI, stuff like that. It's really cool. I l- fucking loved it. It made me tear up at the end. I thought it was great. Um, but all the while, you're on this like space station that's essentially abandoned. It's like this in-the-middle-of-nowhere space station that is like its own world with its own you know, ruling body and citizens and everything. And you're doing just living day-to-day of making decisions on how to escape permanently um, this company that you're indebted to. And you do that with dice, and your dice rolls determine how well you're going to do in certain activities, and there's different storylines that you pursue with those dice rolls. There's a bunch of different ways to complete the game, as far as I understand. And um, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a really good, like, chill 
like just experience a story thing while having the gameplay of making just really interesting decisions. And um, the the it had the experience of Civ, like the one more turn thing, yeah. where like where like oh I can't, I really want to finish this storyline or this thread or something or I want to see where this goes. Like I'm gonna do one more day because you only get up to six dice. Like you don't do that many things every day. And so it was like a fun resource management, story management like thing. I I highly recommend that game. Um, and I think it's on everything. I think it's on Switch, and it would be perfect on Switch for yeah. sure. If you have a Steam Deck, obviously it would be best there. But um, I feel like that's something that should be on phones. Like it easily could be a mobile game, it because it's so basic in terms of an interface and stuff. Yeah. So, Citizen Sleeper, highly recommend it. Um, I think that's it. We can move on. I don't need to talk about the other things. Are you going to save them for next time? No. Not really. Um, it's it's nothing important. Okay. I just wanted to give my final thoughts on Cyberpunk. Um, I finished it up. I think I'm landing on the side of it being a masterpiece. Wow, a masterpiece. Golf clap from Edge. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I think it definitely has problems. Uh, we yeah. talked about last week. I think it like is constantly, constantly buckling under the weight of its Systems. ambitions. Its ambitions, really. Yeah. Like they, they built systems on top of 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 systems, and like yeah. the fact that they got it cobbled to, they patched it together enough to make it run i think is even a, a, hmm, is there a is there a is there a meta narrative here about patching things together and just keeping them barely running like upgrading your human body with cybernetics well, and i think <laughs> i do think that like the constant um overwhelming like your phone's going off with the mission. You have this here. You have this here. You're picking up loot here. You have a Bioware. You have cybernetics. You have street cred that you're letting up. You have, <laughs> yeah. like, I think yeah. the overwhelming amount of information that it's giving you is, like, in theme of cyberpunk. Um, Living in that, air, like, yeah, kind yeah. of a universe. I, I think yeah. it works because of what the game is. Like, it's yeah. it's interestingly, like... I don't know. It's hard to make that. It's almost like you're making an excuse. Like it's a generous, I think it's yeah. a generous um, read of that. Like I do they too. Defi- they, definitely, they definitely were too ambitious when they tried to make this game. And it got yeah. pushed back a hundred times because they probably couldn't get it to like work in any sort of... And it still has problems like i had bugs when i played it things where like i couldn't i couldn't draw my gun and i'd run into missions and was just get shot by people because (laughs) my gun wouldn't come out (laughs) so like there's issues but like i think the the story and the narrative is like awesome like one of the best things i played in a long time i like the yeah i like the story um i chose 
I chose this is one of those games where it gives you dialogue options and yeah. I've talked about how I don't like that all the time because I just want the best thing to be presented to me as opposed to me having the choice of the best things and like I looked some of the stuff up like the ending that I got which I chose is like the one that I like the best coincidentally and I would have been disappointed had one of the other endings happened based on my my choices. Uh-huh. But I also think they write, like they give you a choice at the beginning of the game. You can be a street kid, which basically means you're like raised on the streets. You can be a corporation kid, which is like you're, you, f- you get fired from one of the corps. Yeah. And then you can, or you can be a nomad which is like they live outside the city and kind of roam around in camps and stuff. I feel like there's an ending written for each one of those paths, kind of. I looked up all the endings. I can't remember if that impacts much of it. And, well, but... you your choice impacts what the... Like, you get choices at the end, and what you choose would would give you the ending. So you could still choose Nomad and get the Corp ending... If yeah. you make the corp decision at the end, okay. but it seems like just the way that it's structured, yeah, seems like they had an, a specific ending for each type of those. Um, but so I chose Street Kid, and like I just think the way the story laid out laid itself out with me being the Street Kid was awesome. Like I really like the opening, um, where you meet uh, Jackie Wells who yeah. kind of introduces you to the cyberpunk world and everything. Yeah. And like in the first mission, he kind of holds you at gunpoint and then you guys become friends. And then it plays like a montage yeah. of <laughs> things that you do with him. Uh-huh. And it, it, the game jumps forward, like, I don't know, a year or however much time. Mm-hmm. And so then you do like more missions and then there's the big mission where Jackie dies and you get the, you get the chip that has um, Keanu Reeves' personality John, on it. Johnny they, Silverhand. They, yeah, you get Johnny Silverhand in your brain. And yeah. like, I felt like that Jackie Wells' death was... like I felt the impact of that because of the way they presented that um, montage of events and like the way they opened the game. Like I yeah. really did feel like he was my friend for like a long time. It was really good. And then there was missions after that happened that like were side missions that you could kind of go uh like rap like do the Jackie's funeral. Yeah, I did do, I did his funeral, yeah. And like I did a lot of those things just because I felt like, you know, my character would Right. And like, you know, I, I had all the street kid dialogue options and I was choosing those. And so what ended up happening was, you know, Johnny Silverhand came into my brain and I had V, and he V was like this raised on the streets. He was like sad that Jackie had died, and him and V or V and um, Johnny Silverhand like butted heads a lot. Like Johnny was a jerk. Like when he when you get, he you insert him into your brain, and like I didn't really like the character of V at the beginning of the game because he kind of feels like a very like a very video game protagonist character. Oh yeah. He's a cipher with no personality. Yeah. 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 But like Johnny Silverhand 
is like really strongly written. Like he has he has um like motivations and and goals and ideology and it's all because of like what happened to him and like you eventually yeah. can do missions where you learn those things. Yeah. But like so V is like a wet blanket a little bit, but mm-hmm. Johnny Silverhand over your shoulder being the one that has like strong motivations and and like he's he's really well written kind of gave V something to like butt butt against and bounce off of and then I got good character characterization from V because he was interacting with Johnny. And so like it was like Johnny was thought V was a punk but then yeah. like he realized after I did all these missions, like I'm helping all these people, he realized that V has his own like code of conduct. Like, like he has his own, you know, raised by the streets. I'm going to help these people because they're, they're underserved by the system or whatever. And like, there was like a level of respect that grew between V and Johnny that I really like, I really liked I really gravitated towards. And then there was yeah. missions that I did as Johnny where they had decided together that Johnny would, if you know, they, they, they grew to like each other enough that Johnny said he would, at the end of this, I, I will take the bullet for you. I will sacrifice. And so, like, I got to the end of the game and it kind of gives you that choice of, of, um, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to end the game? And, like, I was so dead set on what we had talked about in conversations earlier in the game that when the game was like, it kind of tries to talk you out of things. Yeah. I was like a little annoyed at the game. Right. <laughs> I think it was trying to like give you, make you feel the weight of that decision a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. But like, it was like almost like, I knew what I wanted the story to be and now you're kind of trying to coax me into like other things and like then I'm curious what the other things would be. But I, you know, I, I chose the path where like, okay, I'm going to be Johnny and I'm going to, once I finish the mission, Johnny's going to sacrifice himself. And then I got like a really nice ending where V uh, is getting phone calls from like all his people and they all care about him. And Johnny sacrificed himself. And it's just like the end of that game was so good. I was like, oh my God, this this like blew me away at how so, well this, so this v, thing came v together. So V survived? So, um,. I romanced uh, the Nomad Girl. Pan Am. Pan Am, is that her name? Yep, that's her name. Yeah. And so at the end, I had the choice. I could call Pan Am and she could come help me. I could let Johnny do the mission or I could do the mission with as V. Yeah. So I took the pills. I chose Johnny to do the mission and then I didn't call Pan Am. Like She wasn't coming. We were like, no, this is our thing. So I did the mission as Johnny, and then once you get to the end, um, like they, t- uh, what's her name in the computer, the AI tells you that the V's body's dying. Yeah. Uh, so like it's better for John if Johnny would just take the body because it, it's it's going to him instead. Like the body is. Like rearranging itself to accommodate Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. But, you know, they like argued about it, and I chose the choice that Johnny would go with the AI 
and V would take the body back, even though he would he was gonna die. Okay, did we get so, the same ending? <laughs> so V, he lives, and then like he wakes up and Pan Am's with him. Oh, okay. Then no, we didn't get the same ending. He, Pan Am's with him, and then you go to the afterlife, and they give uh-huh. you like one last mission, and he flies to the the like big casino and he's going to like knock over the casino. He's going to do like one last gig to get him, uh, to be a legend really. Okay. And that's it. uh, Yeah. And then like all his friends are calling him and saying, um, like, yo, you're, I don't know. I just thought it was really good. Is that the ending you got? No, I had the most nihilistic ending you can get. And it's apparently, it's apparently the bad ending, but I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't remember all the nitty gritty stuff that leads up to it um, because I didn't romance anybody um, because when I finished cyberpunk, I just wanted to finish it. So yeah, I stopped. I feel like a lot of the side, a lot of the mission choices happened because you played through the side content. Yeah. The side stuff was really important and I kind of just didn't care after. Yeah. You cranked through the the main line of the story. Yeah. I didn't want to do any of the other. So the game gave you the bad ending. Yeah. (laughs) what happened. But, but also apparently behind the scenes, there is a relationship meter with Johnny, which I wasn't aware of. And like, Mm -hmm. I never, I, I don't remember like specifically going out of my way to butt heads with him or anything, but, um, at the end, like they were on decent terms anyway. So like, it was fine. And I think he was like, yeah, you know, do you want to save yourself? Do you want to try saving yourself? I'm cool with that. And so (laughs) when I did that, I had the option to like, you know, get rid of Johnny, try and remove him forever. And, you know, there's like this surgery you can try doing to do that or whatever. And it's so dark. It's so dark. You go to this facility in like out in space it's like a space station oh yeah you go to the ai vault place where he's johnny stored the um pretty i forget what it's called yeah like and it's and it's run by arasaka that's the corporation ending you agreed you agreed to go with uh the arasaka um they they said that they were like yeah we can remove it and you should yeah you yeah, should yeah. You, you might live that yeah so I yeah. did that and I didn't know that what yeah. what it was or whatever but um so like you you wake up in this facility and you're all fucked up and actually the color scheme is messed up like it's like only showing blues and yellows and I thought something was wrong with my TV I was like what is happening there's no red so like everything looks really weird. And it's because your eyes and your brain are just fucked up. So, like, for a while, it's in this really weird color scheme where there's no red. <laughs> and it just looks like it looks like the game broke a little bit. And you're just doing this routine every day of them testing if you are capable of handling your body with Johnny removed. And so they are ultimately determining that, no, you cannot because you keep fucking things up. Like, you can't talk well. You can't – you have very little, like, mobility and motor function. Like, he can't he can't run. Like, they put him on a treadmill and he falls down. And, and you just keep doing that over and over and over and over. 
like a lot and it gets to a point where he's like I'm over this fuck this and like basically the the surgery failed and you are sort of a vegetable and you just you do get out but you die <laughs> and I thought it was um I thought it was like kind of perfect for what I experienced with that game because it was like this world is really fucked up. Yeah, um, it's not every, nice to anybody. Yeah, like nothing goes right ever for anyone. Yeah. And like the idea that you would ever actually get out of this alive was always insane. And yeah. and I thought it was really, again, you know, like I think CD Projekt does a good job of leaning into like unexpected things like not traditional stuff. Yeah. And um I thought it worked. Like I thought that really worked. And uh, and now in hindsight I think it doubly works because of watching the Edge Runner series. Like yeah. It's so similar. It's yeah. so similar. I, and I and would I say was, those things happened in my game too. Yeah. It was like like he was going to his death at the at that final job. But in but but it but it's a little bit like it's in a, a blaze of glory, you know, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit more positive. Like I think, I think no matter what V dies in like all. The yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but, but the fact that like one can be more positive than the other, you know, it's, it's pretty different where like he died alone on a space station, uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, with like, with nothing, like not of his own accord, you know, like he was a handicapped essentially. Yeah, After... like he still got to go out on his terms in my right. ending, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Right. But so, but, th- but you're right in in saying like there was no way he was gonna live. Yeah. Like in identifying that, like I think that's a core concept. They were. Yeah, I mean, they, they tell you to... the tell you yeah. the whole game. They're yeah, like, yeah. they're like, you're not, you're not yeah. gonna get out of this. <laughs> like, so, there's no way. So here's what like another thing that I thought was really cool. Um like I did I played out a lot of character missions to the end of missions. Uh-huh. Like to the end of the missions. And so you kind of develop a relationship with different characters. Right. And those you you have a cell phone. Those characters would text me like throughout the game yeah. after I had finished their um after I finished their storyline. Mhm. So it was kind of cool because it it was almost like it was the only game ever that like you know you finish a romance angle with a character in a game and then like that's kind of the end of the ang- that's kind of the end of the gameplay section with that character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this like kept it just made it feel more real. Like I had a girlfriend in the game. Mm-hmm. Like I romance Pan Am and then she would periodically talk to me throughout the game or call me or whatever. And so like at the end of the game when he's going to his death and she's calling him and like telling him she loves him. It was like, it was good because like she, you know, I did the missions that I, where I learned who she was. And then yeah. like, it was, it was, it was just really, it worked. And I haven't seen that in like a lot of other games. Um, and really it was cool because the only, th- like they would be texting me all the time. And then one time they'd be like, Hey, come meet me. 
And I, I didn't know that it was ever going to be the end of their missions. The only way that I knew is if I got an achievement on the Steam. Mm. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. like as far as the game goes, like, it was so well integrated. Like, the texting thing was so well integrated into the game that, like, it almost just felt organic and, like, yeah. hey, meet me at this at this diner. And then that's going to be a mission. But I didn't know it was going to be a mission. Just Right. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. That's or why like, Witcher Three is really good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I as 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 bad as Cyberpunk like released and had negative whatever. Like, they still did all the things that they're good at CD, doing. CD Projekt Red does well. Yeah, and like, I've really, I'll have managed expectations for what's next, but still interested yeah. for sure. So one of the things, like that I thought the anime really helped was I feel like you have this narrative in the game where you're trying to figure out the whole deal with Johnny Silverhand in your head. Yeah. But there's also like the GTA um, (laughs) game design where they have fixers all over the... Get all these cars. Yeah, they have fixers all over the map where you can do missions for. Yep. And like storyline wise there's no reason to be going and doing missions for all these people that aren't directly related to right this Johnny Silverhand storyline mhm like after watching the anime um and then like relating that to like him and Jackie Wells conversations a little bit like the anime you know they know they have nothing to live for they're kind of trying to just become a legend or whatever in the yeah. anime Yep. And so, like, having seen that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm doing all these missions for all these random people to build my street credibility to basically become a legend. But, yeah. like, I, I feel like the game doesn't communicate, like, that motivation very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it yeah. kind of feels like you have two opposite, like, you know, you have the Johnny Silverhand thing, which is, like, there are definite motivations and goals to why you would be doing those things. And then, like, there's just all this side stuff, which you can go do. Right. Like, I did the relationship stuff because I wanted to learn about the characters because it taught me about the world. But as far as, like, doing ten missions for the the gang leader, like, I, I don't know why. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So my ending was kind of cool because it gave me the become a legend thing. Sure, with, yeah. With the, uh, the Johnny Silverhand ending because, like, he went and hit the casino – Right. Which was like a job that no one would ever do anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. That game's cool. I, I, uh, I definitely recommend trying it. Like, I think Night City is like amazing for sure. You got to watch Tim Rogers review now. <laughs> do I though? Yeah, it's good. How long is it? Um, he does a weird thing with that one where he's like pick two videos and only watch those two videos because he did like multiple different types of reviews it's like a choose your it's like an rpg approach to watching (laughs) his review it's isn't that hilarious but it's i only watched two of them i watched he's too smart for his own good he is too smart for his own good but the ones i watched i watched what i liked about cyberpunk and what i didn't like about cyberpunk and i thought they were both really good and um he ultimately, I think, really likes that game generally. Yeah. Um, but it it's interesting. Like, it's you it's a game. It's a game. You I definitely. Appre- go ahead. 
it's a game I appreciate that I just don't like that much. I guess you you definitely have to like. It's so much of it is come with me over here to the car, and then you like walk over to the car, and then it's like get in the car, and then you get in the car, and then uh-huh. it's and then it's drive and like the the person's driving, so then you you wait till they drive. Then it's get out of the car, and then you get out of the car and walk. Like there's yep. so much of it that is just kind of nothing. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, it, it was. It's hard to. Um, it's hard for me to play. It was hard for me to play for long periods of time, because it's like uh, it's almost it's boring almost. Yeah. Like it's so interesting. I think everything about it is interesting, but like they just, it's just so tedious almost, and how. Uh, yeah. And how and, a lot of it works, and then like you add the jank on top of that, like yep. walk over to the car, you you walk over the car, and then your NPC character is like is floating through the car and walk in the walk animation for like ten extra seconds and not getting in. Okay, I so, got a good, I got a good one. So one of the most emotional scenes in the game is when you try to save Johnny's girlfriend. Do you remember that when it, like you try and find her real body and she's like cuz she's like forever stuck in in the internet or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you go to you go to like try and save her and you find out that you can't and whatever. <laughs> when when during that mission part of that mission is playing as Johnny in the past during one of his punk rock shows. Yeah. And so one of the riffs was playing the entire mission <laughs> in the background for me all the way up through that very emotional part where he's like, Oh my God, I can't save you. Like you're, you're stuck like this forever and whatever. And like, and in the background, it's just like, and it's like, it's on a loop of only like 10 seconds. So like, yeah. And I didn't even stop to consider, I should just reload the game. <laughs> but but this whole mission i just had that playing and for a while i thought it was supposed to be yeah but then when they got to that scene where they were talking i was like no i don't think this is supposed to be playing right now (laughs) just thought that was hilarious so my my bug where i couldn't pull my gun out that's amazing i never heard that one hit it it and when i would like load back it was like loading into every like i restarted the game it's kept it stayed yeah if i loaded an earlier save it was still there it's like i couldn't get rid of the bug so i looked it up on the internet and it's like the only way to get rid of it is to activate a cutscene. oh and so it's what's the quickest way to activate a cutscene? oh have uh (laughs) hook up with somebody a prostitute yeah hook up with somebody (laughs) So it's like maybe this maybe this is just the game making me do this because yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> do it Put yeah. your gun down and go get laid. <laughs> then yeah. it, like it was so raunchy, I was like, "Geez, I can't believe they." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, funny, but yeah, it worked. It worked. <laughs> that's good. You just needed to take but, a break from all the killing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, all the sh- all the street life. But yeah. yeah, I think that game's awesome. It's and solid. Like, I'll be excited. I'll be excited to uh, 
when when the DLC comes out, I'll, like I left some stuff to do. Oh, okay. Like I'll, pl- I'll play the DLC and probably yeah, go back I, and do some more. When Witcher 3's second DLC came out, I went back and did virtually everything that I didn't do yeah. in the main game. Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, stuff that I would do. Like, the driving in that game is terrible. It's awful. It's it's random question for you. When you play driving games, do you do cockpit or do you want to see the car? I always want to see the car, but with Gran Turismo 7, I specifically forced myself to play in the cockpit because they spend so much time on the interiors of those games or those cars. And I really wanted to just really try playing a real driving game from the cockpit. So I played most of 7 from the cockpit. I played a lot of, well, Cyberpunk. Does it give you the option? Yeah. Okay, because I played most of Cyberpunk first person. For whatever reason, the the driving was easier in the cockpit than it was. Interesting. Like when the camera. Yeah, I just thought it was bad all the time. So anyways, the driving was so bad that I had like, two missions where like I'm supposed to be following somebody and then they got away from me and then it was just like oh he got away <laughs> and then like I called the person I was supposed to be like following them for and, I, and he was like sorry they got away <laughs> and yeah. that's it I, I didn't get to see the mission it's like oh okay well I guess that's it for that yeah so yeah it's funny. There was a there's some stuff like that that happened. Yeah. And then like one of them they called me back later and they still gave me other missions. So I was like, okay, I guess I probably didn't ruin that path, but you I just wonder how much you you wonder how much your actions affect later actions. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume stuff like that is so minor. Like I mean, when you really break choice-based games down, it's never as well. All, I think you could never all as all encompassing as you think it is. Yeah, I think you could like not have access to some character. Oh, like some missions like that. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that happens. Yeah. yeah, like I definitely did a thing that killed one of the characters in the game, and then Josh told me later, he's like, "Oh, you if you if you'd have did this, he would have lived." And I was like, "Oh man, yeah, I liked that guy." Yeah. So, but I think that's good. I like when games do that. That's a good thing. Yeah, your your actions have consequences. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, we're 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 pretty long now. I don't know if you got anything else on Cyberpunk. No, I'm good. Okay, yeah, I think we should wrap this one up. Um, thank you for listening as always, and. uh Hey, just a reminder, Christmas is coming up and and Hanukkah, the holidays, and we have a we have a store. <laughs> the link buy is some, in Yeah, the link is in the episode. For your loved ones. Yeah, you could get you could get some nice swag for your uh Yeah, your loved ones. Um links always in the episode description. And um Hey, maybe or you, you want could, Or you could do some stuff some stockings with the mold CD. I was going to say or you could check out my band. Uh, you could uh, you could put the closing song as one of your. As I one of your I could because I own the rights to it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a. I mean, it would it would be appropriate with cyberpunk, I guess, because there is quite a bit of metal and like punk representation in that game, which is yeah. sweet. 
Yeah, um, the music in that game was cool. I always like I always let the state the radio stations that were on in the cars just play just to uh, yeah. Just, and they had different, like, clubs would play different music. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, uh, we're, we're heading into the end of the year, so we'll probably be doing a – maybe next episode will be a Goaty episode? I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably we'll have Game Awards next week, which will show a bunch of new announcements. Yeah. And then – Either, either like around Christmas time or early January, we'll have our our game of the year yeah. episode that'll probably include. Hey, we're excited about these games that got announced. Yeah, I think. Yep, I'm, I'm gonna play Marvel Midnight Suns. That does come out soon. That's right. Yeah, that's as my of, next. As of this recording, yeah. Um, I don't know that I'll get to anything else really from this year. So we'll see, but, um, that'll be next. And, uh, until then, keep playing games. (laughs) Peace.